Peace and blessings, beautiful people. Peace and blessings. This is Empress Imani, and welcome to this episode of Sacred Love Lessons. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Proverbs 4 and 23. If this is your first time here, I'm Empress Imani, inspirational teacher of Sacred Love Lessons. I help women to honor the law within so they too can manifest the life of their dreams. We're in season four, The Art of Being You, 46 Laws of Spiritual Power. And today we're covering Law 24, Protect Your Energy. Our objective today is to learn how to have healthy boundaries to shield our life force energy from depletion. My own personal story, there was a time when I would give my energy away without much thought. I would help as many people as I possibly could because I wanted to see people win and I felt good when I helped out. I went to work early, I stayed late, I worked on the weekends, I worked on holidays. I really enjoyed the type of work that I did and so I just wanted to help people. And the city skyline and ocean water were added, cherries on top. Over time, I began to see people's true colors. I saw how ungrateful some people were, Some people would complain. Some people were liars. Some people refused to say thanks. Some were entitled and refused to reciprocate the energy that I was giving out. I was like, wait, what is wrong with this picture? I began to notice how heavy the energy was when I was around these type of people and how my body felt and what my intuition was saying. My energy was being depleted. This revelation sent me into hermit mode so I could assess the issue, pivot, and recalibrate my energy. So today, I'm going to share ways on how your energy is depleted and what you can do about that. Now, here are some ways that your energy may be depleted. One, energy vamps. These are people who drain your energy. Energy vamps live for drama, pity, and low vibrant energy. They will suck the life out of you if you allow it. Don't make eye contact with them. Don't touch them and limit your time with them. And especially when they start getting into the woe is me, they're a victim of some sort, that's when you need to make your exit. Now, I'm not saying don't be compassionate toward people and don't show people love. But there are some people that every time you see them, they have a situation going. If it's not the woe is me, they're a victim, then it may be they have issues with anger. Unless you're some kind of medical therapist, there's really nothing you can do about that. They need to go seek professional help. And you may want to refer them to someone or not. Just remove yourself from that energy. So number one, beware of energy vamps. Number two, overthinking. Expending mental energy, whether it is regret of the past, worry about the future, fear, anxiety, or you're caught in a loop of perfectionism, you can overthink to the point you make yourself tired. So overthinking will deplete your energy. Number three, procrastination. Procrastination leads to constantly thinking about what you have to do. Let's say you have an important task that needs to get done. Let's say you need to cut the yard, right? You need to cut the grass. 
and you keep telling yourself, I'm gonna cut the grass on Saturday. And every day you keep telling yourself, I'm gonna cut the grass on Saturday. Then Saturday comes, right? You don't cut the grass. Now it's Sunday and you're thinking about, man, I was supposed to cut the grass. I didn't get around to it. And as each day go by, you keep thinking about what it is that you need to do. Now that's just one example. You can plug that into whatever you got going on into your life, but that's one example. Procrastination. Number four, sensory overload. Sensory overload can come from spending too much time on social media, on your computer, watching TV. It can also come from the environment that you're in, especially where there's a lot of people, lots of noise, loud sounds, bright lights, bright colors, and things of that nature. I noticed that when I was in Lake Atalan, Guatemala, they liked fireworks and they had this huge cannon and they kept shooting off this cannon. I never saw the cannon, but I could hear it and it was intense. It was like, it sounded like a bomb or a grenade or something was going off. Every time they would fire that thing off, it would just rattle my nerves. And then they were real big on fireworks. And these were not like in Mexico, because Mexicans, they like fireworks too, but they usually will have like the Roman candle type fireworks that have the colors and the lights and things like that. They have the blackjacks too that just make a lot of noise, but it's really a lot of the ones with color. And those are not so much, they're okay, you know, but it's the ones, the other ones that sound like concussion grenades. Oh my God. In Guatemala, which I was really surprised by Lake Atalan because before I went there, I really thought that was a place of serenity. And it is, you can have that there, but in some areas like in Panajachel, there were a lot of fireworks and loud noises. And San Marcos, it was their election season, so they had a lot of political campaign ads that just were blurring over the air every day, all day. And then they had this big cannon. In San Pedro, they had this huge cannon. My favorite time in Lake Atalan was in San Pedro. I was outside of the tourist area. I remember one day where they were shooting off this cannon and it was so loud. It just sounded like a huge bomb was going off. So sensory overload can affect and deplete your energy. Number five, paying too much attention to something or someone. When you focus too much on someone or something, whether it be idol worship, putting someone on a pedestal, or whatever it is, you're giving your power away. For example, when you have a cheering crowd, let's say you go to a concert or a game or some large event where you have all these people in the audience and they're loud and they're cheering and they're big upping the person that's on stage, whether it's football players, soccer players, you know, people like that, or it's a speaker or a political candidate, a politician, someone like that and you have all these people in the audience, what's happening is collectively that energy that's coming from the audience is feeding the performer, the players, the speaker, the politician, whoever is on stage or whoever is the focal point, that energy is feeding them and it's leaving you. You are giving your energy away. So that's one example. When you focus too much on something or someone, that's another way you can give your power, your energy away. Number six, returning energy. 
all energy must be returned at some point. If you receive more than what you gave, the scales of life will eventually balance and you must return that energy. That's why when you see, like in the last example, you see people who are the center, the focus of all of that attention, a lot of times those people will crash after a big event. They will feel drained, they will be tired, they will be it would be hard for them to get up and get going after that, just on their own, without the aid of, you know, coffee or anything else, just on their own, because they have to return that energy, that excess energy that didn't belong to them. So that's another way that your energy can be depleted. If you receive too much, more than you gave, you do have to give it back. Now, what are some ways that you can protect your energy? The first way, and this is my favorite, you can invoke spiritual help. This can be your angels, your orishas, your ancestors, whoever you use, whoever you like to call on in the spirit realm to help you in this 3D reality. And for me, I really enjoy calling on my angelic realm. They have helped me for as long as I can remember. My angels have walked with me. They have been by my side. They have protected me. They have shined lights on my path to where things were revealed to me, to where I had more clarity. And so this is a really big win for me. So that's one way that you can protect your energy. You can ask for spiritual help and they will help you. Two, listen to your intuition. This is another big one. When you listen to your intuition, you are mindful of your thoughts. The goal is to keep your thoughts high vibing and positive. And when you find yourself having a negative thought, interrupt that thought with something positive. Get quiet, get still. If your intuition tells you to go left, go left. If it says go right, go right. Don't question your intuition. You have to really trust the process. I know earlier today, I was walking to the store and I like to do that. I like to go for a walk. I was using my GPS. And my GPS, when we first got ready to leave, it had given us a clear path to where we was going to the store, step by step. Along the way though, the signal on my phone dropped and it clearly, the phone told me, your GPS signal has been lost. But one thing that I did not do, I did not question what the GPS had already told me. She had already told me where to go, how to get there, which street to walk down, where to turn, how far to go before I made a turn. And so I was not going to question what she had already told me just because the signal had dropped. So I say that to say, listen to your intuition. Sometimes things may feel a little scary, especially if you're not used to listening to your intuition. You may be that type of person where you're rooted in your body and you, you feel like seeing is believing, but it's really the opposite. Believing is actually seeing. When you believe, then you will see results. So listen to your intuition. She knows the way. Number three, establish healthy boundaries. I can't say this enough. Establish healthy boundaries for yourself and then adhere to them. You know, don't give ultimatums. Don't tell people what you're about to do, you know. Don't do any of that. Just quietly establish boundaries. Let people know this is where the line is. This is what... I'm willing to do what I'm not willing to do. This is what's okay with me and what's not okay with me. And then if there's an encroachment, handle the situation accordingly. Do not move the boundary line. 
handle the situation accordingly. And the person that you want to protect is yourself. It's about you. It's about protecting you. Healthy boundaries are for your protection because some people seek to dim your light. Honor yourself and your word. I mean, if you don't have your word, what do you have? Embrace your feminine energy because that's what this is all about. It's about exercising your voice. It's about honoring the love, the divine goddess within you. Shield yourself with white light and exercise dominion over your queendom. Affirmation. Divine white light protects me and all that is mine. Divine white light protects me and all that is mine. You can also visualize yourself encased in just a white orb, a white shielded orb. Nothing can penetrate that. Nothing can get through. Imagine yourself, your angels, and all their mighty, your orishas or whoever you call upon in the spirit realm. Your ancestors are standing guard. They're all there with you as you're encased in this divine white light, in this white orb. Nothing can get through. And then have some 3D boundaries as well, okay? The example that I just gave you, that's an energetic boundary because you'll have people that'll test you on an energy level and you have to protect yourself on that level as well as the 3D level. Number four, wear healing crystals. I say this all the time. Crystals are good for protection. They're good to help you raise your vibration among many other things. In this case, for protection, some suggestions that I have include hematite, black onyx, black tourmaline, black obsidian, amethyst, sugar light, clear quartz, and tiger's eye. I remember when I was in Costa Rica, I went to Haco Beach, Costa Rica, and they have volcanoes in Costa Rica. And on the shore was a lot of different rocks. Now, the red jasper, I could immediately recognize right away. And I also recognized the obsidian. There was obsidian all across the beach. And as I looked closer, I noticed that this particular beach was just covered in healing stones. So you may be in a place where that crystal is just there out in the open. If it's not, you can imagine it in your mind. You can go to your crystal store and buy them. You can go online and find them and buy them. Whatever you do, tap into that energy. It will protect you. Number five, release dead weight. This is another big one. Let go of everything that is no longer useful and purposeful. Release our regret, resentment, fears, worries, guilt, shame, and low vibing energies. This process frees up space for new and useful energy to flow to and through your life. Release dead weight. If you haven't had a chance to listen to that episode, Release Dead Weight, I will put a link for you. This is a must do. Number six, spend time alone. Go into hermit mode. This is a safe space where you can focus on manifesting your dreams. Reclaim and harness all the misplaced energy that you previously gave away to people and give that love to yourself. I'm especially speaking to those people who are givers. If you are a giver, if you're an empath, if you are 
a highly sensitive person, or just a kind and sweet and nice person, and you're always wanting to do and give to people, take all of the energy that you would normally give and give it to yourself. Then sit in your own energy, knowing that the kingdom of heaven is within you. This is how you fill your own cup. Now, I'm not saying don't give to people. I'm saying put yourself first, put yourself on first, sit in your own energy, love on yourself, nurture yourself, respect yourself, take care of you, okay? What needs and wants and desires do you have? Take care of you, then go serve other people from your overflow. That's what I'm saying. Number seven, send love and light to people while using your discernment. If you remember the story that I told you at the beginning, some people that I was helping were ungrateful. Some of them would not even reciprocate. Some of them wouldn't even say my condolences when my dad passed away, but they wanted my help. Or if someone passed in their family, they were the first ones on the phone calling me for support, for emotional support. Some people wouldn't even say thank you. That was misplaced energy, okay? That was misplaced energy. Today, I send my love and light to people who appreciate that, who want that, who reciprocates that. I go where I'm treated best. I go where people who can receive love and give love, okay? So I highly recommend that you send your love and light to people while using your discernment. You must be mindful not to cast your pearls before swine. And it says that in the good book. I don't know what scripture that is. If you know the scripture, drop it down in the comment section for me below. But don't cast your pearls before swine. And that means don't give your energy to people who don't appreciate it. What you send out comes back to you. When I send love and light, I imagine myself hugging the person and whispering in their ear, I send you love and light for your own healing. You are loved and you are safe. I send you love and light for your own healing. You are loved and you are safe. This is something I do, especially when I feel people pulling on my energy. And what do I mean by that? You know how, you know, the law of attraction state that whatever energy you're vibrating on, whatever frequency that is, you attract the same to you. So sometimes people will think of me, right? And I can feel them thinking of me. I can feel their energy. I can feel their emotion. And I don't know if you've ever had a situation where you was thinking about somebody and then that person called you. That's what I'm talking about. You attracted that person to you. So sometimes I can feel people pulling on my energy. Not every pull needs a response from me. I use my discernment on when to call, when to show up, and when to send love and light. Because sometimes people just need to learn their own lessons. Here at Sacred Love Lessons, we believe that everyone must carry their own water. And it is not for me to interfere with the lesson that you are learning. So in that case, I will send love and light. And I will say, I send you love and light for your own healing. You are loved and you are safe. Number eight, 
Surround yourself with loving, kind, and high-vibing people. There's nothing like being around a negative Nancy or a Debbie Downer or whatever name you want to put to it. Just people that are low-vibing, that are negative. These people that you want to surround yourself with should be people who have your best interest in their hearts, where your voice can be heard and your light can be seen. When you win, it's a win for the team. We all win. When you low, it's an opportunity to show love and to pull ourselves up, and we pull ourselves up together, okay? So you want to surround yourself with people who can be that for you, who can be loyal, who can be loving, who can be kind, who can reciprocate and be committed, not an imbalanced situation where you're the only person that's giving. You're the only person that's showing up. You're the only person that's coming through. That is out of order. That is out of order, okay? So you want to surround yourself with loving, kind, and high-vibing people. I leave you with this final thought. Align and embrace the divine plan for your life. You are responsible for the energy that you give and receive. The power is yours. That's what I have for you today. Lot 24 of 46 Laws of Spiritual Power. Protect your energy. If you would like to learn more about how to protect your energy, you can book a 30 coaching session with me at houseofsacredlove.com. That's houseofsacredlove.com. If you're listening on YouTube or wherever you're listening in the world, don't forget to click the like, comment, and subscribe. And until we speak again, be the light.